0: Okay. um, Uh Yeah.
1: So yesterday, me and Rachel, we learned in the class that um, from the from Egel when we did Chetah Egel till now is three thousand three hundred and thirty-two years that we haven't completed our tikkun to 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 bring Mashiach. So they say when it's three 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 three, it's like. um, Everything's aligned, like um, with those numbers. Uh, they, they, they're like they signs of like balance and uh, alignment. Have you heard anything about that?
0: No. Who says that?
1: In
0: store. Where's he getting it from?
1: No, he didn't say about the three, 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 three. That was from someone else. But he did say yeah. that um, the, the 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 calculation. From Kheta Egel till now we're in the year it's been three thousand three hundred and thirty two years since Keta um, Okay.
0: Till now. What's the significance of that?
1: Exactly. So then Well it has to have come. a
0: significance. But let me tell you, you know, something which is much more significant in terms of the timing. Okay, okay. should I start?
1: Yes, start. Talk louder, okay?
0: Who I should talk louder?
1: Yeah, now you're good. Now you're perfect.
0: Okay. Well, what is important to dwell on, uh, or to know, is the concept of a creation clock. Okay? What is the creation clock? Okay? Okay. It's called the creation clock. What does that mean? Okay. It says, now, we know that the world was created in six days, right? And on the seventh day, uh, God rested. Means he didn't create; he ceased uh, to do what he was doing. Now, each day, now it says in the Gemara that will, the world will last for six thousand years. Shita el feishnin, six thousand years the world will last. That's what it says, uh, at least twice in the Gemara. Why? Because the world was created in six days now each day is equivalent to a thousand years because it says in Tehillim that uh, Elif Shana one thousand years is in your or rather one year in your eyes is like a thousand years in ours therefore since there are six days of creation that is the equivalent of six thousand years each day is a thousand years and the seventh day of course will be also a thousand years therefore the Gemara learns that the world which created in six days and therefore the Tikkun will take place or the entire Olam Hazeh which is this world it will take place over six thousand years what does that mean and that's a very important clock and we'll see why therefore um, the world lasts like I said for 6,000 years and then in the uh, 7,000 year, which is Shabbat the world will cease this world will cease which means that this world will last until 2240 2240 we are now in 5780 which means that there's only 220 years left obviously, to the year 6,000. And the year 6,000 is equivalent to to 2,240, which is 220 years from now. And that is the end. And after that, the entire world will be destroyed, and all the Nishamot, all the people, will be taken to a different place, until Olim Habo. And Olim Habo does not start right away, as we will see. But meanwhile, we know That the world will last six thousand years. So, if you think about that, what are the major ideas? Well, the as we see, the first two thousand years, all mankind, which I think I had mentioned, can do the tikkun. It was given over to Avraham Avinu because they, of course, sinned, and therefore the result is that the Jews will take the next. 4,000 years, because that's what's left to the year 6,000 to do the Tikkun. Now, that's a very important idea of 4,000 years. Now, what's interesting, as we will see, <clears throat> is as we enter the sixth day, the sixth day is 5,000. Now, if the year 5,000 is equivalent to the, uh, to the English year 1240 1240 in the English year uh, which is uh, about, what, about 800 years ago whatever um, is the equivalent of, of, of 5000 now what does that mean that means there are 5 days Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and that is 5000 years because each day is 1000 years therefore in the English year of 1240, which is the Hebrew year of 5000, the world begins to change, and that's a very important idea. Why? Because Friday, which is the uh, 5001, it's a sixth day, which is a 6000th millennium, thousand years, is Erev Shabbat. Friday is Erev Shabbat, and therefore the world will begin changing in the English year of 5,000, in the Hebrew year 5,000, and the English year 1240, because that is the beginning of Shabbat, Ed of Shabbat, you see? So therefore, the Messianic era, therefore there's actually, the the Zohar says, it's very (laughs) important, that in the year 5,000, which is the English year 1240, right, the Messianic light, the Or Mashiach, will come down. This is what it says, which is interesting. Now we know why. Because Erev Shabbat, which is Friday, is begins at the year 5000. You see. So the Or Mashiach, the Messianic light, begins to come down at the beginning of Erev Shabbat. You see. And that's what the Zohar says. So therefore, in the year 1240, that was the beginning of erev Shabbat, which is what, which is the year 5001. So therefore, like I said, the Old Mashiach will begin then. Now, of course, the question is, what does that mean? What does it mean that the Old Mashiach will begin then? Well, what it means is this: is that the Messianic light will begin to descend as a hachana, as a preparation for the messianic era the question is what is the O- Mashiach really? and the answer is what, what exactly happens in the messianic light? what happens is, is that the O- Mashiach reveals the totality of the Briah, and that's what happens is that the Mashiach is the one who brings in an unbelievable Chochma of the totality of creation where all of a sudden you realize everything, how the entire physical universe is connected to the spiritual universe, you see. So what the Or really is, is the beginning of Kabbalah, Kabbalah is what? What Kabbalah is, is the study of the intermediary worlds between God and the physical universe. It's all about spiritual dimensions, spiritual worlds. That's what Kabbalah is all about, and how God interacts with mankind, with the entire universe, and the lemur of that, the study of that, is called Kabbalah. So therefore, Kabbalah is really the surface or superficial messianic light. And when did the study of Kabbalah really happen? Well, what's interesting is that the Zohar was discovered in 1290, which is about forty years after 1240, and that was the beginning of the study of the of the discovery of the Zohar. So, the the so it is correct that the Zohar, which is really the beginning of the O Mashiach, because it teaches us all about the Messianic light. It teaches us about the all the spiritual worlds and how God interfaces with the physical world. That really started around 1290, uh, uh, you see. Mm. So therefore, that's very important. So we see, therefore, that the creation clock is really the year 5000, and that is uh, Thursday night, 6 p.m., which is the beginning of Friday. And Friday, of course, or Thursday night, I should say, is Yem HaShishi, is a sixth day, And that is the beginning of the Messianic era. Only in terms of that the preparation for the Messianic light begins actually at that time, you see. Which is very important. Now, let's add another 500 years, which is 1740. Now we know therefore that Erev Shabbat, which is Friday, which is Uh, It starts at Thursday night at at 6 p.m., right? We know that this is really uh, the preparation for the Messianic era. So could you imagine how long ago it really started, you see? Now, if you add another, you know, 12 hours, right, then that is another 12 hours is not 6 p.m. Thursday. It is... 6 a.m. Friday morning and then you have what's called uh, that's that's dawn then you have Netzachamo, which is the rising of the sun you see so that occurs approximately in 1840 you see so we would expect something significant to happen in 1840 and did it yes that was the beginning of the industrial revolution in fact, the Zohar says that the Remez, or the allusion to this, is the following. When did the Mabul happen? So the Torah says, in the 600th year of the life of Noach, Niftechu, the gates of heaven, the windows of heaven were opened, and the deep abyss of, uh, also opened, and water began to pour forth. Now, I had mentioned a while back that this water really should have been the messianic light because God wanted that 10 generations would do the tikkun on the 10th sefirot, but they didn't do it. So, therefore, that messianic light toward, turned to its physical analog, which is water, and it destroyed the world. You see, So, therefore, <clears throat> in 1840, the Zohar says, in the 600th, just like it says in the 600th year, in the life of Noach, so the Zoya says that in the 600th year of the 6th millennium, there will be an incredible uh, pouring out of Chokhmah, of unbelievable wisdom. Now, that 600th year of the 6th millennium is the English year 1840. And what is amazing is that's exactly what uh, began to pour out right, what began to pour out is unbelievable wisdom of science, you see, and tremendous chokhmah in the Bria. Now, it's interesting, that should have really gone to the Jews, and not to the Goyim, you see. But there's a there's a Kotzke Magid, who says the following on that Zohar, that if the Jews are worthy then they will get that Chochmah and that will be the beginning of the introduction of the messianic light but if the Jews are not worthy then that Chochmah will go to the Goyim in the form of science that's exactly what happened in 1840 there were many great scientists who lived that was the beginning of industrial revolution it was the beginning of electricity there are many things that were discovered at that time And therefore the Goyim got it and not the Jews. And since we know that the Messianic light, when it comes down, comes down in greater and greater amounts, that is one of the reasons why science is growing by leaps and bounds. You see, science is growing with unbelievable and unparalleled speed. Entire industries of science go up and go down in one year you know we, we, we cannot even imagine the growth of science why? because the growth of spa- science is really the Om Shiach the messianic light in the form of science in the form of secular you see and since they are getting it not us they are getting it it comes down in the form of science you see, now why science? Why is science that's the Messianic light when it's given to the Goyim? Because if you think about it, what is the Messianic light? The Messianic light is an incredible chokhmah, wisdom, that allows a person to see the internal structure of everything. It's like you have a magnifying glass. You see, that's what the Orm Mashiach is. If you put it over science, it will reveal... The tremendous internal realities of the entire physical universe. If you look, put the magnifying glass on Torah, then it will reveal the tremendous spiritual worlds that Torah connects us to. You see, the problem is, is that it's going to the Goyim and not to the Jews. That is why you are seeing a growth in science which is unparalleled in history. You see... Because the all the Mashiach is coming down. But it's coming down in unbelievable amounts. But it's going to the Goyim. And not to the Jews. This is the great tragedy. You see. Now, we now understand. Uh, and, and of course 1840 is what? Is really a 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning of Friday. And that's the beginning of sunrise. And therefore, there's a tremendous proliferation of chokhmah, But like I say, it is going to the Goyim, not to the Jews. Or very little is going to the Jews, you see. Therefore, when you think about it, if we now take a look at the year 5000, so we see the first important idea is 5000, which is the English year 1240. And that is really the beginning of the study of Kabbalah the Zohar was then found. And let's go further. 1740 is dawn, you see. And what's interesting about 740 is right before that a decision has to be made. Which way is the Rishon, the Mashiach, going to go? Is it going to go to the Jews? Or will it go to the instead, or will it go to the Goyim? Well, guess what? Right before 1740, the father of modern science lived, Sir Isaac Newton. So what happened was, is that the Orm began to go to the Goyim. Therefore, one of the greatest scientists who ever lived, Isaac Newton, he lived then, at that time, 60, 80, 90, 17, 20, and so on. You see? So therefore... The O Mashiach, which is the understanding of the internal complexity or structure of everything, began to go to science. And that's what science is. Science is nothing more than the understanding that every single facet of life or non life is all composed of an internal structure. You see, if you're into human life, biology, then you understand that the structure of all life is what? Is DNA. That's what they study. If you're into physics, then you understand this fundamental structure is what? Is the nuclear, is, is, the, is the atom. You see? Whenever you, t- every science goes into the internal structure, that's what they do. And that's what's happening, you see, is that the Chochmah of the O'Mashiach right now is going to the Goyim because the Jews don't deserve it because of either sinat chinam, baseless hatred, or it's going uh, because of lashon hara, which creates tremendous sin. In any case, so we see therefore that 1740 and 1840 are pivotal years in the creation clock. Now the next major tikufa is 1950, uh, excuse me, uh, 1990. 1990 is what's called Chatzos. When do you begin preparing for Shabbos? You begin preparing for Shabbos when? After noon. That's when you begin. Now noon is 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock, right, on the creation clock, Friday at 12 o'clock, is the exact same year as 1989. 1989 in September is Rosh Hashanah was 12 o'clock. But we know that at 12 o'clock which is noon that's when you really begin to prepare for Shabbat and that's when the HaKanah really happens. Therefore you'll find that many things happened in that year. You see the first thing that happened you know is the growth of science The Internet, you see, is astounding since 1989. And this has been going on. Why? Because the all of the Mashiach is coming down in unbelievable quantities. The problem is that that's going to the Goyim. And therefore, science is proliferating at an unbelievable rate. You know? You know, you walk into... Let me just tell you how much. Every day in the journals, which is the frontier of science, 7,500 journal articles are published daily. Do you imagine that? 7,500 articles in the journals, and there are thousands of journals, are published every day of the week, or every day of the year. Uh, That means that the sum total of human knowledge will double every five and a half years. You imagine that? That the sum total of human knowledge doubles every five and a half years? You see? And that's what we see. We see medicine, for instance, that you cannot even be a specialist. You're a specialist of a specialist, you know? What's interesting is that the last time one human being could know all of Chokhmah, all knowledge, was in 1200. After that, it's impossible. And what we begin to see is that the enormous growth of knowledge really is nothing more than the messianic light. And that's why, and if you think about it, science began in the English year 1240. That's when a guy who lived, his name is Roger Bacon, he lived in the year 1240, right? And what is 1240? He discovered the scientific method. And he got away from Aristotle, who was an armchair scientist. He never did an experiment. But he said in order to know something, you really have to experiment. So what he did was astounding. He discovered the scientific method. And that is the beginning of science. Because once you expose things to the method of science, that's how you discover things. Not just by thinking about it, but by doing it. So science itself started in 1240 which is the year 5,000, which is the English year, like I said, 1240, which is, what is that? It's Thursday night at 6 p.m. That's the beginning of Erev Shabbat. Now, isn't that incredible? So, there are two things that happen. One is the Zohar, and so that's the beginning of the Messianic light that came down, that fortunately at that point was able to go to the Jews, but then it also went to the Goyim, so, at the same time, you have the study of science, which is amazing. Then, like I say, the next 500 years, is 1740, and right before that, what did you have? You had the uh, Isaac Newton, who was the father of modern science. Again, because the messianic, science is the messianic light, but it's the messianic light in the form of secular information, Because, like I said, the Messianic light is the ability to see the internal structures of everything, which mankind never had, you see. And that started right before 1740. Then you have the Zohar that says in 1840, right, which is the year 5600 on the creation clock. There will be an incredible wisdom that comes down, like I mentioned. If the Jews are Zohar, merit, they will get it. But if they are not merit, then the Goyim will get it. That's what the, the, the Kotzka magad says. And that's exactly what happened. And therefore, since 1840, science has been growing by leaps and bounds. Until you get to the year 1990, or 1989, September, which is Rosh Hashanah, of 5,750, you see. And what that means, of course, is that the Om Mashiach is coming down in unbelievable amounts. But again, it's not going to us really, except in slight trickles. It is going to the Goyim. And that is why science is as a growth which is unheard of. Every year, imagine you go into an uh, a, uh, appliance store or whatever, Every year you walk in, there's another appliance that you don't even know. That's the growth of science, you see? And what's interesting is that there was very little difference between somebody who lived in 1840 and 1840 BCE. Very little difference. But if you think about it, the difference between a person who lived in 1840 and 2020 is unbelievable. The difference, and it's not just in clothing... Could you imagine somebody living in 1840 and he takes a time machine, right? And he goes into the future and all of a sudden he's walking down Fifth Avenue that would have a heart attack. I mean, people talking to themselves, cars, computers. He couldn't be able to believe what is happening, you see. And that's because the growth of science is just incomprehensible. Why? Because it's the Om Mashiach. Even the world cannot progress unless the Messianic light comes down, but it's going to them. And that is why between, be, before the year 1240, right, the, the world was basically primitive. There was advancement, but very, very slow. But it's only with 1240 and this guy Roger Bacon that science began to grow in leaps and bounds. Uh, so what is interesting in all this is that the messianic light is coming down; <clears throat> it is already coming down. The problem is, is that it's going to its counterpart called science. You see, that's what's happening. Now, 1990 we know is a pivotal year. You see, what's the pivotal year? What does it mean? Is that that was the year also that the Berlin Walk Berlin Wall collapsed because that's the beginning of the Messianic era, you see in in 1990 and therefore the Berlin Wall collapsed and Germany collapsed and so on you see so this is what's happening as a result of uh, the creation calendar, now on that calendar, like I said 1989 is equivalent to Chatzois 12 o'clock noon On Friday, you see, that's the equivalent. So, 5,750, which is 1989, September, is equivalent on the creation calendar to 12 o'clock noon. But we are not at 12 o'clock noon. Now, we know something interesting, that you can begin to daven mincha, not at 12 o'clock, but at 12 o'clock and a half, It's called Sheish Vachetzi. Why? Because the sun is at the meridian, which is exactly overhead at 12 o'clock noon, our time. But the sun begins to um, go west. It begins to incline, and therefore you could see a shadow forming on uh, anything sticking up straight. Uh, Therefore, you have to wait for that shadow, which means that at 12:30 is when you can begin to dab mincha. That's called Sheish And the interesting thing about Sheish is because it says in the Nevi'im that, and it will be at the time of evening, right? or, there will be light. That tells us that the messianic era, which is light, we begin after 12.30, which is, um, which is interesting. That's called Sheish Vachetzi, right, 12.30. Now, what time is it now? Because we are in the English year 2020. So then what time is it now? We know it's after 12, because 12 o'clock was 1989, Right? Now, 1989, basically, 1990, that's 30 years ago. That means the clock has moved, right? So, has it moved beyond 1230? And the answer is yes. And remember, 1230 begins Erev, and it says, Ace Erev or because after 1230 begins Ben Huar which is the afternoon. So, the English year 1220 is the equivalent of 1242. That means we we are 12 minutes after 12 and a half. You see. And that's one of the reasons why you see this incredible amount of progress. Tremendous amount of science. But also why you see the upheaval in civilization. You see. And that's when you begin to see the upheaval, like I say, of the world. You see, in 1290, you had the fall of the Berlin Wall. Then you had the fall of communism. You see, then you had the beginning of the internet, which is global connectivity. There are many things that have happened since then. But we are now actually in 1242, which is after 1230. Which means that we are now really entering Beinuar Harbaim, where there will be all light. That is why you are watching things that are happening with such unbelievable speed. Because we're past 12:30. We are uh, 6 and 1 half hours. We are on Friday, Erev Shabbat, after Chatzoys. In fact, after, midnight, mid, after midday, noon, and it's even after 12:30, and that is the reason why you are seeing such incredible speed and such incredible overturning of what's happening in civilization. You see, and that's what's happening now. We are watching America fall. It's incredible to watch. I mean, who would ever think this? You see. Imagine, there are several events that have happened that has turned America on its head. And you begin to understand why. What are the events I refer to? The first event was the incredible fiasco of the Russia, uh, the Russia Trump-Russia hoax. And that consumed America for three years. And the whole thing is a hoax. So, what it did is it prevented in many ways, you see, from Trump from really doing what he could do. In fact, it's an incredible nest that he was able to do all the things that he did. So, the first punishment against America, really, was the beginning of Trump's election. And that hoax went on. And we know that there's an entire, uh, what he called, uh, uh, fraud in the FBI you know, the CIA, the intelligence community, and so on. That hoax stopped America. But if you think about it, it was a tremendous oinish. It's a punishment. So that's the first idea. The first, you know, upheaval to America. The second upheaval is the corona, COVID-19. And that took America and put a standstill to the entire America. Which is incredible. So that is the second thing that happened. You know, it's destroying the economy. You know, it is making people crazy because they have to stay home. You know, it's destroying businesses. And of course, it's killing people. And it's making people terribly sick. You know, and and, and so on. It's unbelievable what COVID-19 has done to America. And it's still going on. You see, so that's the second punishment of America. The third punishment of America is the black uprising. And that's incredibly dangerous because we find that everybody is okay with that. All the liberal Democrats are okay with this. And therefore that gives a license for blacks to continue their uprising. Ah, uh, You see, and that has a danger of truly destroying America. You see. Now, we never know, but obviously, you're saying it happens in Paris. The black uprising can easily turn into a movement of anti-Semitism. Because we know, our Jews are always the scapegoat of anything that happens. You see. So God forbid, if that should turn into anti-Semitism, then you're looking at something which is hard to believe that not only is America falling why? because the first uh, Russia uh, Trump-Russia hoax you know uh, collusion is a hoax and that itself has tremendous punishment on America the second punishment as I said is COVID-19 and that has the ability to incredibly wipe out America economically and like I say the third which came out of nowhere, you see, and it's getting worse, is the black uprising. And that can easily destroy America. Because the things that they suggest is absolutely insane. Defund public uh, police uh, stations, of course, which is insane and so on. Uh, So that is also uh, a tremendous punishment against America, you see. And uh, there could be several ideas in this. Which is interesting, you know. There's no question that God is telling the Jews in a certain way to begin thinking of leaving America. In other words, you know, God is trying to disillusion the Jews from their love affair with America. And he's doing that with what's going on in the different communities and so on. Especially with the black uprising. So that would be very bad, especially if it turns anti-Semitic, but you're watching the beginning of the disillusionment of the Jews with America. Look, America has been very good to the Jews. Nobody would ever believe that they would turn against them, but you never know. Because liberal Democrats are out of their mind, you know. So if that happens, then you really have to watch. But the interesting thing about that is that that really can't happen. Because you cannot tell Jews to leave America if they cannot settle in Israel and right now the regulations and the bureaucracy of Israel make it very hard to build an apartment in order for Israel to accept millions of Jews because there are 5 million Jews in America or even in Paris which is happening there in France uh, you have to be able to build cities to accommodate them all but that's not really happening you see uh, which is very bad Therefore in a certain sense we can anticipate something that God has to get rid of the Erev Rav who are the present Israeli government who are basically the same idea. You see, their bureaucracy and their regulations make it very difficult for anybody to purchase an apartment. Israel is basically in many ways an empty country. If you ever drive in Israel especially in the middle most of it is empty. So, Israel should be able to accommodate millions and millions of Jews, you see. But how can they accommodate them when the land registry does not allow people to buy land? Or they don't give it away so people can begin to build? Therefore, it's, it's very likely that something is going to happen in order to allow Jews now to begin to move to Israel. So we are now watching an unbelievable upheaval. And the idea to this is because it is 12.42, 12 hours and 42 minutes, which means that Erev Shabbat, we are now in the real thrust of Erev Shabbat. And it says in the Novi, you know, the Ace Erev, when it becomes Erev, and now it's Erev, because this is called Benu arba'im Ye Yeor, there will be incredible light. Uh, therefore, we are watching things which are, in many ways, incredible. And, and the speed of this is startling. Just to watch how fast things come in and out of nowhere, you see. And, 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 and uh, this is what's happening, you see. So, <clears throat> when you take a look at the creation calendar, it's a very good calendar. Because uh, based on it, you can actually determine, in many ways, what is happening, you see. In any case, this is the idea of the creation calendar and the different events throughout the last thousand years that's happening, you see. But let me tell you something, it's going to go quicker, because as it goes from 1242 to 1 o'clock, you know, I mean, look at what's happened in the last 30 years in science and in politics, the end of communism, the fall of the Berlin Wall, you know, not only that, what about the end of the Arab states? Right? In <clears throat> 2011, the Arab states began to fall. And that's the end of Yishmael, you see. You have all these Arab states that are failing. You have, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, you have Egypt, you have Libya. You have Lebanon, which is almost a basket case. You have Iraq. You have Iran, which is failing. Afghanistan. Syria, which is a basket case. And that's without the Israelis in any way making war. Can you imagine the Rebunshim said, don't worry, I will take them out for you. So you find the the fall, the end of the, the fall, the collapse of Yishmael. That's who they are. And Yishmuel, in many ways, is the end of time. He is the last uh, nation that will, uh, in many ways, persecute the Jews. And his collapse is happening now, you see. So, between 1990, or September 1989, and 2020, look at what's happening. When you think about that. And it's almost like there's no stop to this. It just keeps going on. And on and on, you see. So, therefore, <clears throat> we have to be alert, you know. Things can happen out of nowhere. That's what can happen again, you see. And, and uh, there could be something else coming up that we're not even aware of. That's going to be another cataclysm for America. And also the entire world this black uprising is not just in America it's now traveling the world you see and if you remember what I said last week because it's the rise of Chum, and they have been given permission right in many ways to destroy the world that's what Khum is uh, that's why Noach cursed them because in many ways they are primitive you see and the proof of that is Africa that whole continent is primitive you see And in many ways, when they get the rain, they can destroy civilization. Which is exactly what's happening. They're trying to destroy America. I I understand there should be justice for all equal. You see? But they're coming up with ridiculous ideas to defund the police. You know? I mean, God forbid, all of a sudden, if the police decide that they're all going to quit, or they're going to stand back and watch... Everybody's house being robbed and they will do nothing. Especially if the one who robs is a black. Look what's happening in Atlanta. You see, I don't know if you're familiar with that. What happened in Atlanta. But it's absolutely incredible what the police are being subjected to. And God forbid what that could mean is that they will stop doing their job. In other words, they'll be the police, but they're not going to come and protect you. Especially if the guy doing it is a black. So we're looking at a tremendously dangerous time in America, and what we're seeing is the undoing of, like I said, of the curse of Chum. And what's interesting, you see, is all of this I believe started because of the marble in today's time, which is the marble in today's time is called the COVID-19 and and the and the blacks rising. Why? Because America has become, in fact, the entire world has become homosexual. Somebody just told me that they permitted a marriage between a brother and a sister in, uh, in New Jersey. That is hashchosa, you know. So it's not just homosexuality, it's incest. So what we begin to see is everything is now permitted. Which is beginning the breakdown of the laws of society. And we know God will not tolerate that. So in a certain way, you are looking at the beginning of the breakdown of society. And that's why it's happening now, you see. Because you cannot correct this anymore. America will not go back to a heterosexual uh, people. Homosexuality will now not be stopped. It will grow and spread throughout the world. And, and what that means is that you know, God is not going to tolerate that. And like I once mentioned, when a guy can run for president who's a homosexual, who has a husband, of course, who's a man. When he can run for president and people vote for this guy, that means that everybody is okay with this. It's legal, it's legitimate. Could you imagine if he had become president? That means everywhere he would go as a president, he would bring his husband. Could you imagine he would be the poster boy for what? for this alternative lifestyle called, you know, mixed uh, 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 gender marriage, same gender marriages. That would be the Khurban you see. And I, and I mention that there's a medrash that says that the reason why the marble was sealed to destroy mankind is when a man would marry a man, right, and as a result of that, he would write a Ksuba, which is a legal document, right, legalizing the relationship. That's really a whole different story. You see. And therefore, this is what's happening. And I believe that the Banshtam is it, it, it's happening faster and faster. We don't know what else can happen as a result. You see. Okay. Any questions?
1: Yes, I have a question. Yeah. So, um, today, I was actually learning in the Mama Gyula Yeah. Um, What was going to happen between the years 6,000 and 7,000? And then after 7,000, what would happen? I wanted to know, in your words, what happens in those times because I I just want to make sure that I understood it correctly.
0: Um, Yeah. Well, from 6, the world, let's put it this way. The last era or period of time, In the uh, the 6,000 years, which I mentioned, is six days of creation, is the messianic era. That is the last uh, period of time. And that time is called an incredible utopia, where the entire world changes. But that ends in the year 6,000, because that's the end of Friday. And Shabbat begins. So therefore... The end of the 6,000 years occurs in the English year 20 to 40. And even the Messianic era itself must end at that time. So the world enters a stage called Chad Chorov. And it is desolate. The physical universe is desolate for 1,000 years. Um, But everybody else, all the Nishamot, all the people, the Gemara says they will have wings which means they are capable of not flying, so to speak, but leaving. And everybody will go to Gan Eden. Gan Eden will be the residence. Now, Gan Eden is not the future world. But the major residence of people in the year 6,000 and beginning until the year 7,000, which is 1,000 years, will be Gan Eden. And that's where everybody will reside. But Gan Eden is really a... It's a spiritual dimension. It's not the physical world. You see. Now, the physical world itself will change. It won't be destroyed. But it will have what's called zikoch. It will become purified. Which means that the entire physical universe, actually, will become spiritual. The spiritual domain of the 6,000th year to 7,000th is called Olim the world of formation. And then that was the world that Adam Mauritian before the sin inhabited. So that's what's going to be. From 6 to 7,000, which starts in the English year 2240, the messianic era is over. And that begins the world of Olim which is basically Gan Eden. And all inhabitants of the world that will survive. Will live in Gan Eden. Then the world changes further, from eight to nine, and from nine to ten. I, I mean, from seven to eight, and eight to nine. The world further changes, and uh, which is uh, that the 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 body of uh, the body of a person will itself dematerialize. Olim <inaudible> habo begins in the ten thousandth year which is 9001 and that is the beginning of the future world you see in fact that's what it says Vihu Asiri Ye and the tenth will be holy you see and what that means is that the, the beginning of the ten thousandth year, which is 9001 that will be the beginning of Ulam Haba the future world and that will continue forever you see and that's what happens so, from 6 to 7, it becomes Oylem Yetzirah. From 7 to 8, it becomes Oylem Brio, which is above Yitzira, and That's the world of the angels. From 8 to 9, it becomes Oylem Atzilus. And that is the world where God resides, or the Shekhinah resides. And then from 9 and on, is Oylem Haba. You see the way it works? So, in a certain way, we have to regress. We have to go backwards. You see? We have to go from Olam Hazeh, which is Olim Asiya, we have to go to Olim Yitzira, from six to seven, then to Olim Bria, which is above that. That's from seven to eight, then from eight to nine is Olim Atzilus, and then from nine and on is called in Kabbalah Adam Kadmon, primordial man, and that is the future world. You see how it works. Uh, there's a lot more to talk about that but just to answer your question that's what it's all about
1: and and people die during those those times or, or once no everybody
0: they're... would have died in the messianic era and arisen right. everybody must die at least 2 hours
1: at least 2 hours
0: yes and because of that and why because the body has to decompose and get rid of the tumah that it has and it can only decompose uh, you know, if it dies obviously but for those people who are dead well, they already decompose but for those people who are alive right, they will decompose in the two hours and then they will get up with a new body and that is Triatamesim, the resurrection of the dead but that will happen when Mashiach Ben David comes you see not Mashiach Ben Yosef Nesher bin David, and that becomes the era of Tchiyat where there will no longer be any tumah in the body, and there will be no Satan. He will be, he will be killed, either that or he will be converted into a great Malach. One or the other. It's an argument. You see, that's how it works.
1: Now, would it would it would this would this happen before the year six thousand?
0: Yes. Like Yes, it will happen before the year 6,000 because, remember, the year 6,000 is the end of this world. You see. And you need to get a new body before the end of the world. And the body you get, right, will have no tum'ah, right? And it will be pure. In fact, when you get your... You will be equal to Adam Harishon before the sin. That's how great you will be you will have a body like he had before the chet, before the sin. You see what I'm saying? And that's what your body will be. And then there's no more death, there's no decomposition, there's no sickness, there's no illness. There's nothing. It's all gone. All hospitals have to shut down. Doctors, everything is gone.
1: Yeah? Once 6,000 starts, whoever's neshama made it, they are going to basically live till eternity? Yes.
0: Yeah, that's right. If you can make it until if you can make it into Gnaden, you've made it. Because because is only an intermediary stage. But you can't even get into that stage, really, unless you've well, the main thing is you have to remove all your sins. So that's Gehenna. That's why there's Gehenna, to remove all the impurities, all the sort of stains that you've put on your you see what I'm saying yeah. and once you once that happens then that's it you will be able to live in Gan Eden, and from then in the 9000th year that becomes Ulim Habbo the future world and the future world as I always say is eternal bliss or rather infinite bliss eternally that's what Ulim Habo is you see I'll talk about that more later on.
1: Um, so Any other to, questions? So, so are we? Na- so, as I learn more about this process, are we naive to like actually be waiting for the Messiah? Because it's like, if it's only twelve forty-two, we still have quite a time, you know. And I mean, because twelve forty-two, Shabbat started. We light candles before Shabbat starts, Rabbi. Yes. yes, yes,
0: but but like I say, the mincha, the mincha can only be you can only pray mincha, right?
1: about mincha You can only
0: pray you can only pray mincha after six and a half hours, and that's and also that's when they can bring the korban tamid. That is the beginning of bain hu which is the afternoon. And like it says, it says in the Novi, in the afternoon will be the beginning of the light. It's not going to wait until... What was that?
1: What year is that in America time?
0: What year is what?
1: When we're going to bring the Korban Tamid.
0: Well, um, you mean after the Beit HaMikdash?
1: No, because here you said that the year 6000, the world ends. But you yes. need to have, light the candles before Shabbat starts. So it's before the year 6000. Yes, what
0: correct. Yes. Is 2240
1: yeah. really <clears throat> candle lighting?
0: Well, it's, what, what determines the Messianic era in many ways is when you be, be, begin to prepare for Shabbat, not just when you light the candles. And after Chatzos, that's when you begin to prepare for the incoming Shabbat. Lighting the candles, you know, is part of that process. But we see from the Navi. That's what he says. That at the beginning of evening, which is really the afternoon. That's when there will be light. You see? And that's exactly what happens. In fact, it's very similar. In Egypt, right? When did the gula begin? It didn't begin only when they went out. It began when Moshe Rabbeinu faced the Sneh. Right? That's the real beginning of the Gula. When he faced the, uh, the burning bush. The problem was, like I pointed out a while back, is that there's a lot of things that have to take place even after the Gula. You see, so the same idea. Even though 1230 is the beginning, in many ways, of a Gula, but there are many things that have to take place. You see. But the key idea is that the period of time that all of this happens has to be after 12.30 and that's exactly what has happened. On that clock it is 12 p.m. and 42 minutes, which is after uh, six and a half hours and therefore what we are witnessing, witnessing is the incredible preparation for what's going on and it's going to be rapid which you will rapid see. Rapid where
1: the minutes will go faster on the clock?
0: No, not the minutes, but the events.
1: Okay. The
0: events of mankind will get rapid. Cause,
1: cause yeah. But, like, it, do we know, like, um, when do we expect Mashiach Ben Yosef to come? In the preparation? Well, that, or, or in the what? When, we're going to, when do we expect um, yeah. Mashiach ben, da, ben Yosef to come? In yes. In the preparation of that? Uh, yes, Tibet, or yes
0: exactly, have... yeah. No, the preparation. He is part of the preparatory stage. That's why you have a Yosef. Ben David is when it's all finished. It's that's all the special. Gula. Right. You know, that's the end of the process. When Ben David arrives, that is the kingdom of Israel. And that will be, like it says in the Navi, you know, uh, the, 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 in Nun. In, in uh, where is it, Mem- Memtes, 49, that, you know, uh, he says here that and the Jews, even though now they are the most despised nation, but once the Mashiach bin David comes, then kings will rise before you. And ten Goyim are going to grab onto the hem of every Jew and say, please take us with you, because we have heard that God is with you. And we're talking about every Jew. Every They will have at least ten Goyim, which is actually far more, they were going to have, really, in many ways, over a thousand goyim uh, holding on to their hem, and the Jews will be the supreme nation, and that will go on until the end of 2240. You see, so, but so the when Ben Yosef is the preparation for that. What was that?
1: So going back to my question, are we naive yeah. to hope to to expect it to see it, or is the is it just is it because the time frame of the clock is very it's not slow, but it's taking, it, it, it's over a course of about, uh, many, many years. So are we naive to feel, uh Hopeful? <coughs> that we're part of this process? <coughs> I mean, well, this let person.
0: me point out something, okay? So that'll give you nice hope, okay? I would love that. The Zohar says the following. It's a very incredible statement that it makes. Uh, there's an argument in the Zohar. When does Tchiat begin? Now, we know Tchiat HaMesim is after Mashiach Ben Dovet, correct? Correct. That's when it happens. So, here's what the Zohar says. that uh, One person says that uh, 210 years before the end, before 6,000, right? That's when Tchiat Mason begins. And Tchiat HaMesim happens over 210 years. Because not everybody gets up at the same time. It all depends how physical you are, you see. Some people get up right away, some people get up ten years later and so on. So if you figure it Trieta Mason if it happens uh, you know before six thousand two hundred and ten years, what year is that? That means it's two thousand thirty. Right?
1: Yes.
0: Yes. That that's less than ten years from now. That means according to the Zohar, in the by the year two thousand thirty you will have Tchirta because that leaves you 210 years to the end. And not only that, but since there is Tchirta that means Mashiach ben Dovid has arisen. That tells you that Mashiach ben Yosef will be here in less than 10 years. Based on the Zohar. Right? Rabbi, right. is
1: the Or back in our full
0: I can't hear you. What was that?
1: So is the or of Mashiach back in the Jews' like hands? Like all the learning and the Torah and the <clears throat> stuff that people. That's a really that's
0: a very that's a very good question. I believe it's not back, no, because it's when you look back. at the unbelievable progress of science, it's way way ahead of the progress of the understanding of Torah. Way ahead, you see. But I believe that it's going to start shortly. Somehow, the ore, the light that is going to the Goyim, which comes out as science, has to be reversed back to the Jews. Once that happens, then you're going to see unbelievable things happening to the Jewish people. You see? And that has to happen, basically, within the next 10 years.
1: Noticing so, so many people learning and studying who never opened a book all ages. Everybody exactly. Th- ah. That's
0: right. That that's part of it exactly. Or exactly, but it's not fully. But it is part of it. Oh,
1: it's the beginning of it. Ah. It's
0: beginning exactly. Yes, you're now seeing a tremendous amount of people learning Torah. That's
1: exactly. We have, you
0: know. Well, that's why you had the you you know, on January first and so on. There's a, there's a tremendous desire to learn Torah, you see, but it, it's it, but it's it's, it's 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 only it's only the beginning. What was that? World,
1: and uh, that happened from the time of creation until Mashiach, and the last one is going to be a, fa- a, a famine of learning Torah.
0: Okay, yes. <clears throat> yes, and uh, you know, and that, that, that takes time. That takes over a period of time. You know, there will be that type of famine when all of a sudden will, everybody will realize that physicality is not where it's at. It's spirituality. I,
1: I feel like it started, like, it, uh, within myself at least, I feel like it started. I can't get enough of classes. Like, I take okay. three four yeah a day, and I still want more.
0: Good. Exactly. So, Starting. we are beginning to witness where the, the, the uh, transfer of the ore from the Goyim to the Jews. But we haven't even seen a, a thousandth of what's going to be. Because we're talking about the beginning of the Orishan coming down to the Jews. It already is coming down in unbelievable quantities. That's why science is growing so incredibly. But when it switches over to the Jews, you will not even believe the movements of what started. And that's yeah, what's happening yeah. now.
1: The other thing I wanted to ask you was, um, yeah, we, they were saying um, in the Maamar Hagula that um, Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, and Moshe, all three of them, will will um, will be our a part of the re- uh, the redemption. Yes. Where that's... does Moshe come from? What is it like where like
0: where does who come from?
1: Moshe Rabbeinu.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So what's going to be is that that's in the time of Mashiach Ben David. In other words, Meshirch bin Yosef, he alone will create the preparation for the entry of Ben David and the entire kingdom of Israel. But when he does, there will be tchiyat amisim, right? And then Moshe Rabbeinu will be among the f- the first ones to get up, and then all three, so to speak, together will reign over the entire world. You see? But that takes place after Ben David, not before. So that's, but
1: it's before the year 6,000.
0: Well, everything has to be before the year 6,000 because the 6,000 is the end of everything. It's all over. That's the end of the physical universe. You see? So Mashiach, the, 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 the period of time of the Mashiach, right, has to be the last period of time. It's the last uh, era before the end, you see.
1: I have a question. And w-
0: w- yeah?
1: You know how like um, Hashem when he said that had to the first two and our Nishamot left and got rid of the Zohamot for first, maybe we don't need to be out of my team. We'll just do the same thing. We'll take away Nishamah and give it right back.
0: Uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't, it's not going to work that way. Because there's a lot of people that have a lot of zoyama. You know, the zoyama is still part of the Bria. And remember one thing. How was, re- how was it removed uh, at the time of Matantara? You remember the Jews died?
1: Yeah. That's it. To...
0: They died because God spoke to them to mitzvot and they all died. The question is why did they die? God knew that they would die if He does that. Because He wanted them to die. So when they're dead, they all were resurrected. Guess what? That's treyatemesim. You see?
1: So, oh, they could have been dead for two hours, like you said. Exactly. Let them do it. It's much that better. Like unconscious.
0: Well, listen.
1: My body didn't get buried.
0: No, they were not buried. Right. The Jews were not buried. They they all died. Everyone. There was nobody around to bury them because everybody was dead.
1: Right.
0: Right, <clears throat> so that's what happened by Matan Torah. They all died so that they themselves can go to Trei and therefore there's no Zoyamah, and now they can receive the Oruchin, which is the first tablets. You see how it works? That's how it's going to work now. But that's by Mosheh ben David.
1: How is that everybody's going to die? How is that going to happen? The whole world, here bomb. Uh, well, you know, it's, uh,
0: it's not clear, but I imagine uh, everybody will just die wherever they are. She'll just What's fall that? down and that's it. Right. What?
1: Like, like a snap of a button. Yeah. Death. Like, a, yeah like, but a, like a switch off.
0: Exactly. Right yeah, like somebody, it's like somebody faints. Right. So that's what but I mean. instead of fainting, it's death. But it doesn't make a difference. In two hours anyway, you get back up.
1: Right. Gonna be cool. You see? Perhaps it's only two hours for each person. Some people are good people. They could be resurrected much faster. No, that's the
0: resurrection. I'm talking about the... Well, everybody will die, but then not everybody gets up. Like that's a Zoya. Uh, Some people lay dead for a long time. You know? And they will probably be buried until they have Tretemesim. You know? Any case... Okay. Very nice.
1: Yeah, so I, God, I, God. I,
0: I think you get a feel of what's going on. Yes.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Don't forget, when you move to Israel, let us know before you go.
0: I certainly will.
1: <laughs> okay. You, know that, that you don't think that you should go now? You think that Israel is not ready yet, right?
0: That's the problem. Israel has to change. Because you know, they, cannot, they, cannot, they cannot absorb millions of Jews. That's why there has to be something that happens to Israel that changes or gets rid of the bureaucracy and the regulations where they can really begin a tremendous building uh, program. You know what I'm saying? That's where you're going to move to. Okay.
1: Thank you, Rabbi. Yeah,
0: take care. See you next week.